Good morning and welcome to the Weldon Green Podcast. My name is Weldon. This is my podcast. And today I'm going to bring you episode 198 of the Ask Weldon Show. The title of today's show is Playing Down to Your Opponent's Level. And we're going to talk about playing down to your opponent's level. Okay, let's kick it off. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 198, Playing Down to Your Opponent's Level. Raise your hand if you've ever done this before. My experience with this mostly comes from tennis, where um, it's it's a widely known phenomenon, widely experienced phenomenon for every tennis player that you're just like really, really amazing until you play that bad player. And then all of a sudden, you're really bad and you can't keep up a volley to save your life. Because it turns out that playing a really good game of tennis also requires a really good opponent. Um, But this doesn't just happen in tennis. This happens across the board in every sport. And it's a very interesting mental phenomenon. And today, our main question is, how do you not play down to your opponent's level? So what can you do in training to make sure that you're preparing yourself to like play a highly skilled, consistent game? Um, and then number two, once you are stuck in the hole and you're playing down to your opponent's level, how in the world do you reset and stop? That's what we're going to dig into today. Announcements, announcements. Um, it's been a few days since I posted anything on YouTube. That's because I'm editing and working on the I Will Dominate uh, collab that I did. And I'm, I wasn't sure that I wanted to like break my number sequence, but I think that I will. I think that I'll just post episode 197 and 198, and then I'll come back and post episode 196 when it's ready. Because normally I just kind of straight upload this section. Uh, so that's why there's been a slight delay on the YouTube, uh, which I guess now you won't even know about until three days later, because this video is not going up for... I don't know why I'm announcing this to you. Anyway, why don't we just jump into the show? Okay, the first question, I took this question because I I get this a lot, but this was a different way of phrasing the question. Okay, so why don't we jump into it? And by the way, I'm out of audio questions, and it's your fault, everybody. So please, go to anchor.fm slash Weldon Green, download the app, click plus message. There's a little plus sign with a little like voice box thing. Send me an audio question for the show. There's thousands of you. It can't be that hard to like crowdsource this out, right? You you all must have problems. Every single day in my Twitch show, twitch.tv slash mindgameswell, then every single day I have incredible questions in Twitch chat piling in question after question after question. These are amazing. I had, today I had like Three incredible questions, two of which I've never had before, actually. Um, and and so I know they're out there. I know these golden questions are out there, and I need your help to surface them. I need your help to send them in. I love the beautiful radio-style voices I'm getting. The Anchor app does an incredible job. It has this algorithm thing that like tunes your voice. I don't know if you've listened to previous questions of the show, but you get some of these like men and even women that come in and they just have golden voices. It sounds like we're listening to a radio show, right? Because it's just like resonating and 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 this is all from a from a phone mic, right? They're just like holding their phone to their ear. But it it makes your voice sound cool. So come and see what you sound like on the Anchor app. Get on the show today with your amazing question related to esports psychology, sports psychology, high performance, League of Legends, whatever it may be. All right. Anyway, this first question I took from Twitter. It's asked by Gor Georzen 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 Steven. Let's see what he has to say. Recently, I got my main account banned 
for two weeks due to me allowing my emotions to overtake my better judgment in some games. I was advised to mute all and just play my game. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the advice of mute all in game. (coughs) All right. I get this question a lot. And my advice is always to mute all. Uh, When people are like, hey, I can't handle my emotions. Help. And the way you should think about it is... Uh, I plus one. Okay, what do I mean by I plus one? What I mean is I is everything that you can cope with right now and plus one is one extra irritation. And you're going to be developing throughout your life the emotional capabilities to do one thing more than you can do now always. Okay, like first, I couldn't handle studying and and and, and, um, and playing video games. And then I could. And then I got a girlfriend and I couldn't handle it again. And then I could. Um, that wasn't for like eight years though. It took me eight years to figure that out. Um, and I was married by then. And then I couldn't handle, um, then I couldn't handle like a job and, uh, you know, planning stuff for the family and my hobbies. And then I could, and then I added on to that the gym. And then I added on to that kids. And at each level I lose it. Like you lose it, like your emotional, your emotional control and your, your ability to stay motivated and driven and your ability to cope with stress and, and disorder tanks and then you learn and you cope and you get it back okay so you're climbing a ladder and at each rung of the development is like your ability to cope with everything that life is throwing at you in a in a in a in a like an emotionally balanced manner and so essentially what i'm saying is you're you're reaching too high up the ladder mute all unmute one person okay this is your plus one i is everything you can handle without flipping out at the game and then add Add, add one chatter in, right? Maybe turn on enemy chat or something or like play one game a day where like it's mute open and your goal is to try to handle it emotionally and not flip out and then mute all again the next game, okay? But but like train yourself, find the edge of your capabilities and then make a make a pact with yourself, make a, make a clause, make a mental agreement that you are going to work on this, that you are going to work on and you're going to strive on emotional control and i don't mean controlling emo- you can't actually control your emotions it's impossible to control emotions okay what you control is your reaction to your emotion okay you accept your emotions step one accept them then you control your reaction to your internal state and a lot of times what people do is they feed it they take a like a light emotional uh resonance early on and they build it into a massive castle of anger and frustration and then they unleash it and try to subdue the rest of the world and make them feel the same pain that they do. What happens when you accept your initial state and you just focus on controlling your actions and doing the right thing is that just fades away. It doesn't build into a massive castle of like anger and frustration like like normally you do when you when you kind of like feed these things. So acceptance and then turn your behavior toward like ask yourself like how would I want, let's say I die in one year and what they write and describe at my, at my funeral is how I act in my League of Legends games. How would I like that to reflect on who I am? What kind of person do I want to be? Like, who do I want? How do I want to be described when, when my career is over? Like, what kind of person am I? Am I a kind person? Am I a giving person? Am I a mean person? Am I a, a high achieving person who was focused always on the goal at the expense of everything else? And I kept my eye on the goal. Like that's a that's a noble thing. Even if you don't want to be a nice person, at least you want to be seen as a kind of person who was like driven, right? Whatever it is, like that's your core value or those are your core values. Um, try to f- come up with behaviors that line up with those things and do those instead of the emotional outburst thing. 
that feeds your emotions. That's what I recommend. Okay, good luck. Georzen. How do you pronounce this, guys? G-O-E-R-Z-E-N. Gorzen. Gorzen Stephen. Next question. Let's jump into it. I have problems falling asleep. Any tips? Waking up at 6.30 a.m. comes naturally, but going to bed early is proving more challenging than I thought. (coughs) Sorry about the flu I have, guys. I'm cured now. I just have the symptoms of coughing and sneezing and runny nose stuff. So I'm drinking water and trying not to cough into the mic. Okay. Normally, I would never take these questions because I suck at sleep. I suck at falling asleep. I suck at staying asleep. I suck at sleeping long enough. Um, I've always opted to stay up and watch YouTube or play video games or do other things to like uh, until I get so exhausted that I just automatically fall asleep and I never have to think about it. But that has to change. That has to change. One thing that I did was I started getting up absurdly early, like 4 a.m. for this show every single day. And, uh, and I decided that it's just more important to me to not die than it is to uh, stay up and watch YouTube videos. So I'm now trying to put myself to sleep. And I learned it's just basically about... Uh, here's some of the things that helped me. First of all, consistent routine. Uh, I have kids and they always go to bed at the same time and I go to bed with them now. So I always know what time it is. You can do this with your phone. You can start setting alarms so that you know what time it is and that it's, it doesn't sneak up on you, right? Um, you can be like two hours to bedtime, one hour to bedtime, 20 minutes to bedtime. And then you got to do the the stuff, you know, where you like 20 minutes to bedtime and you're like brushing your teeth and you're like, you changed your PJs and you're in the bed and your phone's off and plugged in somewhere across the room where it's charging and it's nowhere near you and you're reading a book. Um, and that that's the first step is get the freaking phone as far as far away from you as possible. Put the charger there and charge it all night, every night. Make sure your alarms are set, turn it on, plug it in, leave it alone. Um, you know, no, no screens. Make sure you have uh what are the flux on everything? You have twilight on your phone, you have flux on your computers, et cetera, et cetera. So you have no interference of like blue lights um, and, and full spectrum lights on your eyes during the melatonin reduction period. Lower the temperature in your house. That helps a lot. And then the other thing I did, so so the, the schedule or the, the routines are really important. The only other thing I did that worked was fear. That was it. I just, I listened to these podcasts about sleep and I, and I read this book about sleep that like puts the fear of God and death into me. It's, it's terrifying what losing sleep does to you. Terrifying. So I connect with the real consequences of my choices in a really visceral way. And I visualize it and I think about it and I'm, and I, and I try to say like, this is me. This is what I'm doing to myself. This is what I'm like, this is what my body's going through. And this is what the consequences are going to be. And I try to get very, very scared. And then that's usually enough to put my phone down some nights. So yeah, uh, I suck at this. So I hope that my tips of how it is that I'm trying to manage uh, manage it myself are useful to you. Now, if you're talking about just falling asleep, I'm way better at that than I was years ago. And all I did was practice. All I did was practice. Um, one tip or hack that I actually do have is that you get one of those eye things because I was traveling and I, and I was missing a lot of sleep. And so I got one of those eye things and I started using it along with some Bose headphones. And I found out that I can sleep anywhere. All I do now is I put those on and it's like, I have this kinesthetic response. Wow. I just covered my eyes and made me on. I have this kinesthetic response throughout my whole body where I just like, and I just pass out. So I started wearing it in bed. I started going to bed and I would like slide it on 
poof, out. It was amazing. It was amazing. And if and I would have noise and construction around, and I would just put on my headphones, and I would listen to the same exact CD uh, every single time, and I would fall asleep. It was um, H.I.M., I think. Yeah, it was like a de- uh, Finnish death metal band. <laughs> um, yeah, sleep music. That's right. I said it. Puts me to sleep. Now I listen to it. Like I go to, I walk by a, you know, Finnish death metal concert happening in some cafeteria or something somewhere. And I'm just like, <sighs> when I hear it, when it hits my ears. Uh, anyway, that's the answer. Those are the answers I have. Those are the tips I have. Hope it's helpful. Before I jump into the last question, you guys, I forgot to do this yesterday. So if you watched yesterday's show, you got away scotch-free. But I need to promote my Mac program. This is the online training online video training program that I have created to try to answer the question, how can I train all the amateur athletes in the world? The answer is this, videos of me. Um, It's 47 videos. It's seven modules, seven days each. So basically about seven weeks or two months. Um, And every single module is a lecture and a mindfulness training session. So like a seated mental, like meditation. Um, and it's the same program or course or, or kind of set of material that I worked through with the pro teams that I've worked with CLG, TSM, G2, and on and on and on. And kind of with G2, I did a very modified version of the program. And, um, and it, and it contains the three principles that you need to grow mental resilience, mindful, mindfulness, mindfulness, acceptance, commitment. This is kind of like the steps that you go through when you're trying to develop yourself and, uh, the program introduces them and then takes you through it kind of like an onion. So we'll do we'll do one layer and then we go a layer deeper the next week and we go a layer deeper the next week and we go a layer deeper the all the way down to seven layers deep. Um, that's kind of like just the analogy I use for how I structure the pedagogy. We're not actually digging into layers of your brain, okay? And we're not going deeper and deeper and darker. It's just uh, it's just I introduce the concepts. You find them in your everyday life. You encounter them. You you start to understand them and then we we tackle them at a deep at like a more complex level. Let's say complexity uh, every single week. And what else to say about it? I don't know what else to say. I get amazing testimonials, people s- telling me how it's changed their lives. I seem to get two pretty good responses. One being, wow, thanks so much. I got the rank that I was always aiming for in the game that I play. It doesn't have to be related to games. It's a performance program. So this is about performance, not about eSport. just happens that nowadays there's you can perform in games. The other response I get is, wow, thanks so much. I haven't touched a video game in like six months. I'm now a doctor or something. Um, People basically realize by mastering themselves through this program that they were doing games for escapism, not for training or for esport purposes. And they're able to escape that vicious cycle of addiction and do the thing they really want with their lives. So what this program does is it tries to allow you to achieve towards the craft that you want to perfect. You, you have a craft, whether it's speaking or or English writing or eSport or being a doctor or whatever it may be, you're trying to achieve a craft and you're trying to maximize your performance towards that craft. And this is the, the key. This is the key that unlocks that. So check it out, mindgames.gg slash MAC. Use the code AskWeldon to get a $5 discount. That is so that I know that you come from YouTube. It's like for tracking purposes. Uh, the, the cost of the program it should be $25, but I raised it to 30 and I give you a $5 coupon. Make sense? Okay, good. And let's jump into the last question, everybody. I feel like I'm adjusting my performance to who I am up against. I definitely belong where I'm ranked, but playing against much better players, I play at a way higher level than usual and vice versa. Why is that and how could I be more consistent? Already practicing Mac. 
<coughs> All right, I'm so curious what I'm going to answer to this question because I have no idea, actually. Um, okay, so first of all, I love this question because Jeb Jeb here has accepted. Okay, by the way, this, this question is from Jeb Jeb underscore D. I feel like I'm adjusting my performance to who I'm up against. I definitely belong where I'm ranked, but why do I get so much better when I'm playing as people of higher level? Um, so yeah, so that acceptance is a key, is key. Okay, first of all, you have to accept that whatever performance comes out of you comes out of you. That is your performance. You own it. You produced it. It's you. Whether or not it's like a consistently high performance or low performance or it's like a one-off worst performance ever, like those are all part of the equation of who you are, right? You're going to have worst performances. You're going to have best performances and you just have to accept that those performances are going to come out of you, but you don't have to f- not fight against it, okay? You have to accept it mentally and emotionally that you are that player and this is your level, but that doesn't have to stop you from striving to be better, okay? And first of all, what happens when you play against a really, really good player and you play well is imagine you're playing tennis and they're volleying and they're just hitting back every ball that you... Like normally when you're playing against somebody who's lower lower level, you don't get to attempt as many th- shots, you don't get you don't get as many at bats um, because you do one thing and you win and it's over. If you're playing League of Legends, the laning phase is done because you're because now you're carrying and you're just stomping on them. Um, but when you get to play against players of high level and you know it, um, it heightens your senses. It heightens your it heightens your focus. It heightens your excitement. It heightens the consequences. It heightens the reward centers of your brain. It makes you that much more excited. You get one incremental victory and it feels like you just conquered the world. When you're playing against somebody who's worse than you, you don't see any of that. And instead you make one mistake and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he just won that trade. This guy is like a full division lower than me. And I, and I messed that up. It's like the reward centers of your brain are reversed. They're reversed. They're like punishment centers now, right? So you can see how this works, right? When I explain it that way, that like you gain one inch on Usain Bolt in a sprint and you feel like you've done something incredible and worthy and worthy of praise. Whereas like if you're against some 40-year-old 40 pounds overweight guy who's literally eating a pizza while he's racing you and you lose um, and you lose ground, you just feel like a slob. You feel like, wow, I am in bad shape. Cannot believe I lost 100 meters to a guy who's uh, literally two times me. Okay, so this is this is basically what the brain is doing. Uh, and the on, one of the only ways to kind of like escape from that is to not do any prejudgment. Okay, so never know the level of your player. Step one. Never know the level of your opponent before the game. You have to like always, we don't have this advantage in tennis, okay? You pretty much always know the level of your player and and in tennis, you can figure it out really fast. Not so much in League of Legends, like you can, you you kind of are analyzing it until they make an egregious mistake, but you still don't know their rank, right? You just know what they're doing in this game, but they could pick a different champion and, and crush you. So just don't look up their rank. Just don't know who they are. Turn off nameplates completely. Never run with nameplates. And just you're against a faceless person. You're against a straw man. And it is the same person every single game. Just get rid of the pressure completely. Okay? Um, Now, how to conquer the mental aspect of this? 
when you're training, of course, what I recommend is the blindness. When you already are in a state where you are like playing down to somebody's level who's worse than you, you need to get a reset. And usually this involves a physical and a mental reset. So for the physical reset, something like recalling to base, um, st- dying and you step up and you get away from the computer for like 15 seconds. Uh, if you can if you can just like leave and pause or, or you can leave your champion somewhere accruing gold, whatever it is, step up, walk in a few circles, stretch, whatever it is. Just get like a, phys- get a physiological reset, deep breathing included. Stimulate the vagus nerve and and really just like kind of like get your head out of this monitor. That's one of the main problems is that you're stuck in the monitor and you need to see the whole world and feel your body again outside of the game before you take control of your avatar again okay you're controlling an avatar but we get lost in our champions when we play these games like mentally we become the person or the champion and i want you to reconnect with reality and with your skill which resides in your fingers not in the monitor not in the computer okay the second thing i want you to do is um mentally reset don't i want to say like don't tell yourself that you are better uh than this but you have to take the risk. You have to take riskier plays. I want you to start taking riskier plays and, and leaning into the pressure of needing to pull them off. Okay, so you're like, if I was me and I was good, I would make this play. I would take this opportunity. Um, this next opportunity, whenever he oversteps, I'm going to go into the trade. Um, and I want you to lean into that pressure, okay? I want you to feel the pressure. Okay, I have to pull this off. If I'm good enough, if I'm actually who I am, if I'm actually good enough to, to be the player who I am, I will pull off this trade. Therefore, I must win this trade. Lean into the pressure. Increase the pressure on yourself and, and increase the risk and then take the risk. It will feel twice as good. So you're playing against a bad player, right? And you're nervous and you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to screw this up now? Like what's going on? I want you to hype up the the risk of the move. And then I want you to hype up the the pressure of them of you on yourself to accomplish it. And then I want you to lean into that moment. So you have to find that pivotal moment that you're hyping up. You can't just like autopilot on and then something happens, you're like <laughs> Oh, that was my moment and it passed by. Like you got to pick a thing. You got to be like, okay, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to look for the trade and I'm going to go, I'm going to all in and I'm going to win it, period. And I have to win it. If I don't, I can't live with myself. And then you might lose it and you can't live with yourself. But like you had your moment on stage, you had the training moment, you had that moment where you were like, you threw everything behind it and you threw your whole self into it and you like committed to it and that is important. That is valuable. That is powerful. And you will have that memory. And you might regret it, but you will remember it and you will learn from it. Okay? That's really important. Um, or you will succeed and then it will feel like you just climbed a mountain. It, you didn't just climb over like a silver three player and stomp on their face. You climbed a mountain. That's what it will feel like. It won't feel like stepping on some dead corpse. So that's what I recommend for these kinds of like uh, moments when you're trapped in somebody else's play. Get out, reset physically, reset mentally, reset emotionally, and then find a moment to commit to and make it mean everything and then put your full force of your focus behind it to make it successful and either succeed and mentally and emotionally climb that mountain and conquer it or fail and regret it for like the next 48 hours as you're just thinking about that moment and you just want to redeem yourself and take that motivation and bundle it into your training 
and get better by being motivated to not feel that again. Okay, that's the show for you today, guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to call into the Anchor Show, anchor.fm slash weldinggreen. While you're there, you can sub to my podcast. It's an awesome podcast. It's just this, but in audio format. And now you can listen to it on the road. Wee. Okay, you can listen to it on your favorite podcast app. You can also listen to it in Anchor. Uh, but anyway, that's not the point. Download Anchor and call in your amazing, incredible, fundamentally in- enjoyable question and get me back into audio format so you don't have to listen to my voice for like 25 minutes in a row. And instead, you can hear all these cool other voices of people who have problems they're trying to solve. And make sure to come stop out the Twitch, stop by the Twitch channel, which is where I'm going right now. And I'll see you later. Thank you very much. That was a show to, for today. And remember that if you check out the Mac program at mindgames.gg slash MAC, my online video training program for mindfulness, acceptance, and commitment, that you should use the code podcast because you are a podcast listener. You will get one extra dollar discount as a reward for using this code so that I know that you come from the podcast and not from the YouTube show. Thanks for your attention. I'll see you guys all tomorrow.